Welcome back, y'all. Welcome back. With this press of button, I hear for begin the podcast episode. Boom, boom. What episode episode are we on? Oh, God. (laughs) (laughs) Let me check real quick. We've Um, been doing um, this forever. No, I'm kidding. Uh, Welcome back to (laughs) Realms and Theaters, a.k.a. Roomba. A.k.a. Roomba readers. Roomba readers. We're doing episode seven. This is episode oh seven. Oh my gosh. Can you believe seven. it? I can't. Can you believe that people are listening to us? Like I some can't. people are listening to us. <laughs> I really can't. An undisclosed number of people are <laughs> undisclosed <laughs> number of people are listening to us. It's undisclosed because it's <laughs> no it, um maybe it's a growing thing. It's a grower, not a shower. <laughs> I'm sorry, mama. <laughs> Your nails look fabulous, by the way. Oh, Nobody can see them, but they no do look wonderful. These are my half spooky nails. Um, okay. For those of you who can't see, um, they're little blood droplets from the cuticle, and then they're little um, scream mask on an ice uh, as an ice cream cone, if that makes sense. Like the head is the scoop, and then there's a cone with like that on it. Yeah, I um, mean, I can't think of a better way to describe it. So. <laughs> <laughs> But the, yeah, they turned out super cute. I'm getting them redone on Thursday, and I'm going to do some more spooky nails for the a spooky season. Spooky season. Spooky season is upon us. Um, it is a good spooky dookie time to be alive. Uh- <laughs> I love spooky season. So do I. Uh, for all you listeners out there who don't know me, I bet you could guess I'm a basic white bee, <laughs> and I love pumpkin spice season. <laughs> I'm getting that pumpkin spice all the time. <laughs> I, I I love also... anything pumpkin. Fall fall's my favorite time of year, honestly. I just wish it lasted longer. I just say that all fall, every all fall, anytime somebody's like blah 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 the weather, blah 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 fall. I'm like, I love fall. I just I wish love it fall. was longer. The air is so crisp. Like mm-hmm. the like the air is just it's to breathe. It's just so crisp. And then you have all the fun fall flavors. You have pumpkin spice you have apple cinnamon um which cinnamon is like my favorite smell so i always stock up on cinnamon candles this time of year um and like the temperature is just perfect i i am a 70 degree slut uh, (laughs) you must know uh it's perfect weather i like like chilly in the morning so you can wear like a cute sweater and in the like afternoon middle of day warms up a little bit and then the fall time like in the evenings you can just walk sunset with a nice sweater, a hot cup of tea. Like, it's just the perfect time, like, to cozy up with, like, a book and, like, relax and breathe. And, like, there's baking and I love fall. <laughs> I think you just described fall very well for people who might not be familiar with the concept of of, of it. Um, <laughs> They're for- so pretty. I could just go leaf peeping all the time. Yes, we do live in a place where the leaves are very gorgeous. Um, And they're popping off right now. They're, like, fireworks. They really are. They're beautiful it's and so they pretty. give me such bad allergies when they fall to the ground and die. <laughs> <laughs> Which is why we call it fall. Yeah. Because um, then you fall into that seasonal depression. And... Yeah. That's the down that's the downside, but we'll stick to the upside for now. Um by the way, um, I'm May and I'm Macy. That's Macy. Um I did want to mention that one of my favorite things about fall is watching or rewatching Over the Garden Wall every year. If you've never watched that, it is 
for children and I love it uh, <laughs> <laughs> and it's so 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 cute and I um may have made a purchase of matching shirts for me and my significant other that has a oh I love that shirt. and it's so cute and we're so adorable um <laughs> goals thanks I appreciate it. yeah we're definitely dorks but um definitely definitely suggest that um it. Macy yes tell, tell me about your reading this week if you if you did reading this week. um so my reading was pretty light I had a pretty busy week so I didn't get to read too too much but I did get a, another couple chapters through Ruthless Val yes I'm still reading it I know <laughs> that's slow all right but we have had some major book updates um my pre-order for Iron Flame just went through and it'll be here mm. on November 8th I'm so excited um and then also uh one of my authors who is putting out a book in December that I've been waiting for dying for um comes out christmas eve i'm super excited um nice. i'm gonna devour that in one sitting <laughs> uh, so family if you're listening don't expect me to interact with you i'm gonna be like like nose deep in a book uh for the whole day <laughs> um i've been warned <laughs> yeah you have been warned um but another book that i've kind of been waiting on um uh flesh a flesh in the fire a fire in the flesh by jennifer l armentrout is coming out uh on the 31st of this month which i'm super pumped for why, um, why does that name sound familiar what else did she uh, write? It's from, uh, uh she has a whole series uh and it's it's really good i have read that so uh the first book in this series is shadow in the ember light in the flame just came out uh, a fire in the flesh is the next one um but there's another a sister series to this or i don't know um from blood and ash kingdom of um. flesh and Fla uh, fire jesus christ the <laughs> crown of two of gilded bones the war of two queens shadow in the ember um so yeah no it's a soul of ash and blood it's really good it's a good series it's kind of confusing um it's a really really confusing series uh and i do admit like in between releases like i picked up the next book and i started reading it and i was like what in the absolute heck is going on here? <laughs> like i didn't remember i was like who are we where are we what is going on i had zero clue about anything and it was uh it was kind of hard to get back into but once i like picked it up and started reading i was like oh gotcha 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 this is where we are <laughs> Um, um, and it kind of uh, clicked. I think that, okay, yeah, from Blood and Ash, that's the one that I purchased. And I think you were someone very much like you was with me when I got it or when I first got it. I like, think I'm you. the one who suggested it to you or convinced okay. you to read it. Okay, okay. So. Yeah. Yes, yes, yes. Yeah, yeah. Perfect. I have not read it yet. <laughs> it's, it's good. It is very confusing because, um, like, part of it takes place in like i don't know before like just like i don't i want to say medieval like it's very yeah. renaissance like medieval type knights and shit like that um but then like you go through this mystical forest and there's suddenly electricity and showers and america yeah, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. yeah no it's just it's very uh, i don't know but there, there's like 
there's werewolves and then well there's werewolves that aren't werewolves and then there's like the immortals who vampires mm. that aren't vampires i don't know it's very confusing it's really really confusing i think that's uh, why i'm like saving story it. so there are some series that are so long and so complicated and you know they're going to be long and complicated and you know that you're going to be you're going to want to be immersed in that story without any interruptions mm-hmm. i save those for the depths of winter when i forget who i am and gotcha. i just need to get through because so what i'm hearing is you need to jump into the twisted sisters universe in the winter time <laughs> because the twisted sisters oh my god amazing writing amazing writing and i know you're gonna fall in love with the books and i know you're going to love them um and i know you're gonna be just as heart-wrenched as i was uh, and the Who next book, uh, uh, Caroline Peckham and Susan Valenti. Okay. Um, the it's the Zodiac Academy series, but you have to read them in chronological order. Okay, okay. um, you can just Google it. I highly, highly recommend reading them in chronological order. Um, but Zodiac Academy is about to be a complete series. The next book is coming out in either December or January. Mm-hmm. Um, and so it's about to be a complete series, and then the Darkmoor Penitentiary series is already complete, and that takes place after Zodiac Academy. Okay. So, like, the whole thing will be done. Um, they're writing, currently, they're writing a prequel uh, uh, series that takes, like, place thousands and thousands and thousands of years before Zodiac Academy and everything. Mm-hmm. Um, but, and I haven't read that one yet, but mm-hmm. I started with the Ruthless Boys of the Zodiac first, and then went into Zodiac Academy and then I'm going to read the Darkmoor Penitentiary series. It's so good. I have hold on. I have a whole like note in my phone of the reading <laughs> order. Okay. This sounds like a PowerPoint. Yeah, no, 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 this is this is right. Because you read one series in the middle of the other two series. Um <laughs> do The Awakening, the girl's point of view, Zodiac Academy one, then Zodiac Academy two, Ruthless Faye. Then Zodiac, uh, ZA3, The Reckoning, ZA4, Shadow Princess. And then you read ZA0, which is the prequel, Origins of an Academy Bully. Okay. And then you jump to The Ruthless Boys of the Zodiac, um, book one, Dark Fae. Then uh, Ruthless Boys 2, Savage Fae. 3, Vicious Fae. 4, Broken Fae. 5, Warrior Fae. Then you jump back into Zodiac Academy ZA5, Cursed Fates. This is how I'm currently reading it, and I love it. <laughs> um, um, then you read Cursed Fates, and there's some novellas like that they've come out with since I started doing this between that then and now mm-hmm. um, that go in between here. But I'm on the I'm on their Facebook page, and I can find the updated reading order. Mm-hmm. Um, so then you go jump back to Zodiac Academy, ZA5, Cursed Fates, then 5.5, the novella, uh, Big Ass Party or big ass party it's an acronym um and then za6 faded throne and then you read um za 1.2 which is the awakening as told by the boys um so instead of the girl's point of view it's the boy's point of view um and then you read za7 heartless sky and then seven i think they're calling it 7.5 um it's the or no za8 which is the one that just came out um, that I'm still in the middle of reading. And that one is uh, Sh- uh, Sorrow and Starlight. And then they just did uh, Beyond the Veil, which is like an 8.5. 
Um, oh yeah, you were talking about that one. Yeah, yeah. And then you do book nine, which is going to be coming out, and then you go into the Darkmore Penitentiary series, uh, one which is Cage, uh, Cage Wolf, Deep, uh, Darkmore two, Alpha Wolf, Darkmore three, Feral Wolf, uh, Feral Wolf, and then Darkmore four, which is uh, to be determined. Dang. Okay, so. Is this like what they do for a living? Because I cannot yeah, imagine no, having no. time they to are, write that book. They are world famous authors. Like okay. their books are amazing and people like are feral for it. It's are they, so good. Are they indie authors? Uh, I, I'm, I'm just wondering because I've, so. I've been doing a lot of research into it because I feel like a lot of people um, are kind of flocking to that way and people are doing quite well with their own self um, mar- oh marketing gosh. and stuff. You know what I mean? Um, and I've heard quite a few series that are like that, that are like super long and they like spit stuff out fast. Like they just don't have mm-hmm. the encumbrances that other like traditionally published books typically have. So that's, that's why I'm asking. Uh, Yeah, no, I don't think so. I think they are signed, but I'm not sure. I don't know as much. Uh, I know they, they do their own Facebooks, their own, uh, they do their own, uh, no, Dark Ink Publishing is what they use okay well good for them i mean yeah that's the dream right there for writers to be like and there look at the look at the covers of these i know y'all can't see but the <laughs> covers of these books are absolutely gorgeous they are they are really pretty i will i will definitely say that um but yeah no you have to read and they also have the twisted sisters also have like non-fantasy um non-fantasy um book series that are equally as good they keep you like I finished like they have a a five book series I think um that has uh let's go in here that has uh, it's like one of them is uh, kings of quarantine and that series is so good uh it's essentially like a covid type book but it's a different pandemic oh my gosh it's i can't even i can't talk about it because <laughs> i will spoil things okay um it's so good i recommend their writing to anybody i um, the immor- like the age of vampire series they just hmm. redid so good so good i read it oh, before when it was young adult uh-huh. it was young adult um oriented so good um but then you had the Kings of Quarantine series, which is so frigging good. And for all you have read it out there, squid emoji. You know, <laughs> if you know, you know. Um, and then the the so that one also has its own timeline. Uh, it's a different universe. Um, so you read the Kings of Corn uh the Brutal Bo- Brutal Boys of Everlake Prep series, and then you read um the Dead Men Walking duet, uh, mm-hmm. which is, uh starts with Death Club. And then uh, you read the Harley Quinn crew series and it's, you read it in that order. Please read it in that order. Um, <laughs> so good. I flew through all of them. I think it's, um, so Kings of Quarantine has four books. Um, Death Club has two books. And then the Harley Quinn crew has six books. And it's so good. Immaculate writing. Love it all. I'm feeling inadequate because um, I read. 
I read those all uh, last year. <laughs> well, yeah, but I mean, like, okay. And I, I'm still reading. I read, um, what's it called? It's the basically mo- <laughs> my adult Mortal Instruments. Oh, the, yeah, 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 yeah. yeah, yeah. I, I love Mortal Instruments. And I, I yeah. do love, like, huge series, too. Um, which is why I've been reading the, the Percy Jackson series, <laughs> which is the exact, not the exact uh, opposite. There's some things they probably have different. It's yeah. like it's young adult, obviously, or uh-huh. not even. It might be like whatever. Um, they're still good and they're fun. My nephews are really into them, and a new book just came out, so I wanted to catch up in time. I'm I'm way behind. I have I'm like they're gonna read it far be- ahead of me, but I wanted to be mm-hmm. able to talk about it. And then like the series is coming out on Disney Plus um in December, I think. Um, so I'm, I'm on the mark of Athena. Um, the first two books, it's like it's like the Percy Jackson series by Rick Riordan or however you say his name. And then there's like a second one where they're a little bit older and I find a little bit more intriguing. But the first two books in that series were hard to get through because I was used to like the Adult. original pacing. Yeah. yeah anyway, they're, they're obviously like pretty easy reads, but they're entertaining. They're fun. But mm. <laughs> um, you can definitely get through those, those books pretty fast. But yeah, I'm, I'm on the third one of that. That's what I think. <laughs> did you find did you finally finish one dark window i have not finished one dark window yet i am very close <laughs> i promise i'll finish it i promise it's not because i don't like the book i just needed like a break from audiobooks for a little while because my brain could not um my brain yeah is sh- struggling with the- i feel that i feel that but and also i don't know i just wanted i just wanted to get this kind of out of the way not out of the way because it's like a chore right but just out of the way because mm-hmm. it's like fun I need something like a little fun right now um and they you know my nephews have had a little bit of a hard go the last couple of weeks um because of family stuff and I was like wanting to do something that would kind of like perk them up and you know give them something to talk about with me so they still think I'm cool (laughs) (laughs) I'm sure all your nieces and nephews think you're cool oh thanks I (laughs) I appreciate um but yeah um Today we're going to be reading um, the next few chapters that are in the third novella. We're starting the third novella, y'all. From the Assassin's Blade by Sarah the- J. Moss. Yes, we are reading, we are beginning the Assassin and the Desert. The Desert, not the Assassin and the des- Desert. Desert. <laughs> the Desert, because as we all know, you want the desert to not last too long and you want the dessert to last very long. Therefore... Desert two has S's. one S and dessert yeah. has two S's. That's my yeah. little English lesson for all of you. Thank uh, you. Because <laughs> as a dyslexic person, I genuinely didn't know the difference. Oh, really? <laughs> I, I I literally, if I had to say desert or dessert, I, I voice text it. That's how, that's, I can't remember who taught me that, honestly. That's it was like an English. My sad dyslexic brain for you. <laughs> speaking, speaking of, um, mental things and um the fact that we both have adhd and we are roomba readers i did want to mention before i forget for all y'all who have made it this far into this episode i wanted to give you a surprise the surprise is that we have an email address that you can send your questions and or comments um of the kind variety to um, <laughs> <laughs> the email address is ask at gmail.com that's a as an apple S's and Sam, uh, <laughs> K as in, in kangaroo, <laughs> A as in Arthur, um, O as in Oscar, um, R as in you know what I should say ask A S K Akarar as in a quarter of Ralston reader <laughs> <laughs> at gmail.com. 
Yes, brain cells. Uh, <laughs> oh wow. We got a Windows uh we, we got a Windows <clears throat> buffering time, but she working. <laughs> Dang. Um I have a friend that can like phonetically go through like the whole like A as in alpha, B as in beta. Like I can do the whole thing. Alpha, Bravo, Charlie. That yep, that <laughs> I can't. Oh, I, I used to Alpha Bravo, Charlie, Delta, Echo. Foxtrot, Gulf, uh, Hotel, India. Uh, what's J? So basically, what I'm hearing is your Julia, 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 Is it Juliet? I, I, it's, it's something like that. Uh, now I gotta find out. <laughs> Kilo. Lima, Mike. Think about it. I'm, I'm, I'm. Now I'm rooting for you. <laughs> <laughs> um, what letter am I on? N. And yeah, 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 Sierra. No, wait, November. <laughs> ah, yeah, that's right. Oh. oh, Oscar. Oh my God, this one's a TikTok. What? P. Papa. There we go. I, I may or may not. Have I remember. My, my <laughs> I it's rem- for papas. It's a papas, papas party. party. Um, <laughs> Quebec. I know Romeo, mm-hmm. Sierra, Tango, uni- Uniform, Victor, Whiskey, X, X-ray. Yes. Yankee Zulu. Whoa. <laughs> Damn, your girl. Ooh, it's Juliet. Uh, oh, wait, hold on. It is Juliet. It is Juliet. Yeah, no, I was fact checking you. Yeah. I was okay, fact checking okay. you. <laughs> you did yeah. good. Wow. Hey, I didn't. I don't can't ask do me that. why I know that. It's just ADHD brain storage. <laughs> I don't, I don't know. I probably looked it up one time and I don't know why I remember that. You were like, this will come in handy someday when I'm a pilot and I need to talk pilot language. <laughs> <laughs> When no. the apocalypse comes and I need to teach my family code. <laughs> Every time I do that in real life, um, that I have to do like phonetic alphabet, I'm literally making it up off the cu- off the cuff. I was trying to on the top of my head think of things that would apply to Throne of Glass, but no, no, it wasn't there, not computing. And I was like, well, duh, you like it's an like- acronym. Just say what it means. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, you can send a? us questions or comments. <laughs> Listen, if it's going to be a nasty comment, address it to Macy. If it's going to be a kind comment, address it to me. <laughs> oh, Macy will legit wreck house. So be careful <laughs> where you tread. Okay? I don't think I would wreck house. But... She would wreck your email up, okay? <laughs> she would get you, okay? She would assault you with typing. <laughs> <laughs> Verbal assault. <laughs> You can't hurt me. My skin is tough as nails, but please don't say anything creepy or weird. I would be sad. You know, now that I'm telling them not to, they're probably just going to do it. They're going to just to mess with us. Yeah. All Uh, right. Chapter one. (laughs) (laughs) Chapter one of the assassin and the desert. I do really like this novella a lot. I do too. I like the world building. At the end of it. Oh my gosh. Yes. And at the end of it, we get a little Easter egg for later. Love it. So we start off. The setting is the desert, quite obviously. It's the red desert. It is a hot desert. It's a sandy desert. It's a desert with the wind and the sand 
and she's miserable and she's miserable roasting heat. to death and, and so why is she in the red desert she wants to go train or doesn't want to actually she's, well, being, she's being forced, forced. to fall um, told to go train with the silent assassins um i think when, yeah when she's first going there she has sort of like this um guide who's like a local and mm-hmm. he calls the silent assassins the says says sukas says is sukast says is sukast um I, yeah the says sukas says is sukast anyway <laughs> um the locals are apparently scared of them they'll only go so so far they'll be like okay i've watched you this far we've survived the desert um over yonder is where you're supposed to go and i'm out of here <laughs> don't yeah, want to yeah two miles two two miles that way so yes. and we, um, uh, she's going there uh to learn obedience and discipline says Arabin hamel says Arabin to her when he beat her almost to death and then sent her on her way um we'll get more into that a little bit so this later. is uh and for those of you who don't have the book or aren't reading it or just listening along this is two months after um everything went down in skulls bay Mm, okay yeah and the uh part in between that we read last week that whole novella of her with um irene yeah irene Irene. um yeah so that would have been some time in between that taking place and this she's had a whole journey on a boat to get to here to go across the desert to train with these people who are supposedly very scary um Mm. and very interesting um this is separate they're separate from the assassins guild but arabin obviously has some sort of connection to these are these are like the more elite and disciplined uh assassins compared to like if you Mm. think that arabin's assassins are good this is like the world's best Mm. Like, place to train your assassin, essentially. First of all, don't tell Arabin that. <laughs> Second yeah, f- yeah, yeah. Don't let Arabin hear that. But Second of all, I think, like, almost John Wicky. Have you seen John Wick? I haven't, but I know, like, the basic premise. They have, like, so, like, they're obviously assassins and such. They're, like, world-class. The world, like, utilizes them to do their dirty business in a way. And there's, mm-hmm. like, this, and also happens to be that they're, like head leaders are in the middle of the desert also so you have to mm. it's something about you know the assassins you know who i you know who i like when um our main character here selena um and later in books um she is still our main character but um i think of her like you know like the jason Bourne series like jesus christ it's jason Bourne. <laughs> <laughs> it's like, jesus christ it's selena sardothian um let's see so she finally she finally makes it there she is upset um but the place that she finds herself in is kind of like a beautiful oasis in the middle of the desert with Mm -hmm. fresh water flowing and near constant training taking place amongst the halls and all she can think of is like she wants to drink water (laughs) she just needs water because she just trekked two miles by herself Mm -hmm. um and essentially she goes to go and the she goes like she goes to continue forward and the her guide isn't following her and she's like aren't you coming and he's like two miles that way and she goes i paid you to take me there and he goes two miles and then he turns around <laughs> and leaves her and she just says two miles they will find you and so she has to go on her own um 
and her water skin was already tight. So then she's going two miles in the desert and uh, finally gets found and all she can think is it's like i picture like spongebob in sandy's dome yeah (laughs) so selena definitely has had it real rough throughout her life however i do think she loves to be pampered um as one as one does when their job is really risky and dangerous and rough yeah for yourself because you never know if you're gonna live to tomorrow honestly right so she like she likes to live in luxury when she can um absolutely the desert's not but that that being said when she when she does get there like it's a really beautiful place they have like all this mosaic of like green and blue glass tiles i kind of picture like morocco-esque yeah yeah yeah. that's what i was thinking yeah yeah i love yeah i love that aesthetic for this setting specifically and then the person that she's trying to train with is the mute master. The mute master, yes. Who is approximately fifty and very tan, mm-hmm. and apparently um, does not name, speak. As the name suggests, <laughs> uh, yes, does not speak. Um, and Arabin has ordered her exactly what to say. Mm-hmm. Um, and it says that there would be no disguises, no masks, no fake names. Um, which is something new that we haven't seen because usually mm-hmm. Arabin um, wants her identity protected. Um, but Arabin's orders had been simple. She had one month to win the mute master's respect. And if she hadn't returned home with his letter of approval, a level a letter about Selena Sardothian, she'd better find a new city to live in, possibly a new continent. So she is um, basically do it or die hmm um kind of gun to the head type of moment exactly um so she, she she's trying to talk to him she's not getting the concept that like these people uh, we talk about it a little bit later but they take vows of silence some of them are pretty much always silent some of them take mm-hmm. like um almost like i guess you'd say like fasting like in like a spiritual you, mm-hmm. you know like in in like- in, in like like re- like religious settings they might like, yeah yeah fast yeah. or take a vow or like i guess kind of like monks like they would take like mm-hmm. a vow of silence so but some of them are only like taking like silence like like she said fasting so like they're right. only only not speaking for certain amounts of time or unless they're only speaking when necessary essentially mm-hmm. um so she is meeting the mute master um and we picked up from uh, thank you for granting me an audience master of silent assass of the silent assassins. Um, she said silently, cursing the stiffness of her words. She put a hand over her heart and dropped to both knees. I am Selena Sardothian, protege of Erben Hamel, king of the northern assassins. So there is um, so that was not something Erben told her to say, but it's something mm. she seemed deemed appropriate to add mm-hmm. because he is not king of. All, even though he calls uh Arabin king he calls himself king of all ES- the assassins mm-hmm. she obviously knows that this is uh not a a one honor um and i think it's i think it's pretty like i, I don't know it's almost like a like a jab at him from her like a silent rebellion almost cuz he's not there to hear it um which mm-hmm. i i love that from her mm-hmm. um and i think that she in some way knows that the silent assassin is a greater power almost than Arabin's assassins because they have mm-hmm. a different type of discipline 
right exactly yeah yeah we we definitely get more into that a little bit later too mm-hmm. um so as she's kind of like beseeching him um he finally does like make a movement forward he doesn't say anything right and it says a dry finger tilted her chin up and selena found herself staring into the sea green eyes of the master she didn't dare move with one movement the master could snap her neck this was a test a test of trust she realized she willed herself into stillness focusing on the details of his face to avoid thinking about how vulnerable she was Sweat beaded along the border of his dark hair, which was cropped close to his head. It was impossible to tell what kingdom he hailed from. So she's thinking he could be from Ilway, could be from like the southern borders. But she braces herself through this. She kind of like supplicates herself, right? Like she she goes hands up. She is showing him like the deepest respect that like an assassin is showing trust to another. By willingly being left vulnerable. Right. Essentially. And she's trying to, like, put everything else out, right? So she calmed her thundering heart just as the master released her face and stepped back. He motioned with a hand for her to rise, which she did to the relief of her aching knees. The master gave her a crooked smile. She could have echoed the expression, but an instant later he snapped his fingers, triggering four men to charge at her. Wow, so not only is he testing her level of trust, but now this is a skills test, (laughs) y'all. skills t- skills portion no wonder she had a skills portion for irene in the last part oh my because gosh, yes uh, these assassins dang seems, they have it seems rough. like the best masters have a skills portion of their ted talk <laughs> they, they <do. laughs> or lack of ted talking here all right yeah lack of ted talking uh, <laughs> ted silence <laughs> yeah. oh that was bad um that one did not hit <laughs> our silent ted if you will our silent ted um <laughs> i was just thinking about how that how much that would not work um, <laughs> yeah. pretty much in, unless you were doing like sign language which would be really cool but if it was just like standing there not so great um <laughs> anywho and now i'm thinking about the ways we could do a ted talk without talking and it's just Roomba, let's, let's just Roomba, not go there let's not back. go there let's not go back there. anyway <laughs> that's how the chapter ends because she's so good at ending chapters, chapters. oh my god yes drama couldn't stop reading if you wanted to um so she's fighting (laughs) so she's fighting i feel like we should really read this because this shows so much of selena Mm -hmm, like mm -hmm. and her skills yeah okay let's do that then um do you want to read like the whole thing or do you want to go down a little bit where do you want where do you where do you not let's let's read the whole thing because this is a this is a relatively short part because there's an intro like a a break um okay Yeah, 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 yeah 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 okay they didn't have weapons, but their intent was clear enough. The first man, clad in the loose layered clothing that everyone here wore, reached her, and she dodged the sweeping blow aimed at her face. His arm shot past her, and she grabbed it by the wrist and bicep, locking and twisting his arm so he grunted with pain. She whirled him around, careening him into the second attacker hard enough that the two men went tumbling to the ground. Excellent. Selena- this is very. I love. Okay, I'm gonna interject yeah, here. No, no, no. Good. I love how cinematic her writing is, and I know we talked so about good. this. I know that we talked about this last episode, but it's just just that alone, yes. that one paragraph. So good. Anyway, continue. and I'm convinced she either like watches a lot of like martial arts type stuff or like action movies, or she's done it firsthand because she like I can picture it so well, and I'm yeah, so absolutely yeah, I love that. Selena leapt back, landing where her escort had been standing only seconds before, careful to avoid <laughs> crashing into the master. That would be awful. Uh, this was another test, a test to see at what level she might begin her training and if she was worthy. 
Of course she was worthy. She was she Selena, was Selena Sardothian. Sardothian. Gods be damned. <laughs> the, the third man pulled out two crescent-shaped daggers, <laughs> scary, from the folds of his beige tunic and slashed at her. His Her layered clothing was too cumbersome for her to dart away fast enough. So as he swiped for her face, she bent back. Her spine strained, but the two blades passed overhead, slicing through an errant strand of her hair. I picture the Matrix type scene right mm-hmm. there that's exactly what's going on there but she can do it without slowing down time or being mm-hmm. in a computer simulation let's not get <laughs> it the matrix is another rabbit hole i could just go down so slicing an errant strand of her hair she dropped to the ground and lashed out with a leg sweeping the man off his feet the fourth man though had come up behind her a carved blade flashing in his hand as he made to plunge it through her head she rolled and the sword struck stone sparking but do you know how hard you'd have to sit, hit a sword on stone for oh, it to spark like hard. like these people like, are not holding back this is not no, like no, this is oh, we're sparring this is like no, life this or is death. life or death yeah absolutely by the time she got to her feet he raised the sword again she caught his feet to the left before he struck her right. She danced aside. The man was still swinging when she drove the base of her palm straight into his nose and slammed her other fist into his gut. The man dropped to the floor, blood gushing from his nose. She panted, the air ragged in her already burning throat. She was really, really needed some water. <laughs> Been there, done that, yeah. <laughs> yeah. None of the four men on the ground moved. The master began smiling, and it was then that the others gathered around the chamber and stepped closer to the light. Men and women, all tanned, though their hair so uh, showed the range of various kingdoms on the continent, Selena inclined her head. None of them nodded back. Selena kept an eye on the four men before her as they got to their feet, sheathed their weapons, and stalked back to the shadows. Hopefully, they wouldn't take it personally. <laughs> she scanned the shadows again, bracing herself for more state. Uh, assailants nearby a young woman watched her and she flashed selena a conspirator's grin we know who that is uh selena tried not to look too interested though the girl was one of the most stunning people she'd ever beheld it wasn't just her wine red hair or the color of her eyes a red brown selena had never seen before no it was the girl's armor that initially caught her interest or ornate to the point of probably being useless but still a work of art um selena is really good at noticing the traits of people and like you wouldn't know it because she doesn't always like say it but she's always like in her head she's being like i admire this about you you know Mm. and she's cataloging information all the time oh yeah absolutely like she's just noticing 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 Mm. noticing noticing absolutely uh i think of like like she almost has like a sherlock holmes kind of mind in that way yeah yeah um like type of trait uh the right shoulder was fashioned into a snarling wolf's head and her helmet tucked in the crook of her arm featured a wolf hunch over the nose guard another wolf's head had been molded into the pommel of her sword on anyone else the armor might have looked flamboyant flamboyant and ridiculous but on the girl there was a strange boyish sort of carelessness to her still selena wondered how it was possible not to be sweltering to death inside all that armor the master clapped selena on the shoulder and beckoned to the girl to come forward not to attack, a friendly invitation. The girl's armor clinked as it moved, but her boots were near silent. The master used his, hand, uh, used his hands to form a series of motions between the girl and Selena. The girl bowed low, then gave that wicked grin again. I'm Ansel, she said, her voice bright 
amused. She had a barely perceptible lilt in her accent that the, Selena couldn't place. Looks like we're sharing a room while you're here. The master gestured again, his callous, scarred fingers creating rudimentary gestures that Ansel could, could somehow decipher. So he's using sign language here, if y'all yeah. didn't pick that up. Um, say how, uh, Say how long will that be, actually? Selena fought her frown. One month, she inclined her head to the master, if you will allow me to stay that long. With the month that it took to get here and the month it would take to get home, she'd be away from Rifthold three months before she returned. The master merely nodded and walked back to the cushions atop the dais. That means you can stay, Ansel whispered, and then <laughs> touched Selena's shoulder with the armored-clad hand. Apparently not all the assassins here were under a vow of silence or had a sense of personal space. <laughs> You'll start training tomorrow, Ansel went on, at dawn. The master sank onto the cushions and Selena almost sagged with relief. Arabin had made her think that convincing him to train her would be nearly impossible. Fool. Pack her off to the desert to suffer, would he? Thank you. <laughs> Thank you, Selena said to the master, keenly aware of the eyes watching her in the hall as she bowed again. He waved her away. Come, Ansel said, her hair shimmering in the ray of sunlight. I suppose you'll want to bath before you do anything else. I certainly would if I were you. Ansel, Ansel gave her a smile and stretched, uh, that stretched the splattering of freckles across the bridge of her nose and cheeks. Selena <laughs> glanced along at the girl in her ornate armor and followed her from the room. That's the best thing I've heard in weeks, she said. <laughs> um, um, I really love Ansel. I like I love... Ansel a lot, too. I, I was just thinking the way she's described is kind of, I don't know, like... Like she, like she's such a romantic person or something. Maybe like a flirty person. She's a flirty person. Yeah, flirty and flamboyant. I'd say. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But also fun, fun, flirty and flamboyant. She's. Oh my gosh, love that for you. And <laughs> I, one thing I love about all of these novellas is each character that we're meeting is going to play a significant role mm-hmm. later on. Um, and I truly love how Ansel plays in the uh larger aspect of the yeah. story. Yeah. Um. I really do. I love how she comes back to the scene, essentially. Yeah. Um, which is super fun and totally um, Selena. Yes. And the thing is, Selena and Ansel have, like, their differences and their similar, like, they're they're a good pairing for, like, friendship, but also they, like, are on the fringes of each other's... Um, they're frenemies. They're, they're, like, on the boundaries of, like, what would... They're sort of, like, like a like a leo and a scorpio or because <laughs> 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 yeah so i don't know it's it's just interesting to see because they could get on each other's nerves so easily but they also have like mutual respect they're almost you know like I mean? sisters i would yeah like, yeah like a sisterly bond like when it comes down to it they'll have each other's backs but they're gonna fight the whole time <laughs> <laughs> it's perfect um so as we kind of go into her kind of making herself at home as much as possible amongst the um, the silent assassins, we're going to start noticing some differences between her experiences at the Assassin's Guild itself. And um, here. And here. Mm-hmm. Um, she's not happy about having a roommate, but who is, um, depending on the situation, <laughs> who's yeah, happy so. about having like an assigned roommate when you go to college and you're like, um, I don't know this person. I don't know how this is going. I was very lucky. I, I did like my college roommate, but like other people... Mm-hmm. So I I knew my college roommate um mm-hmm. and we did really well rooming together so I didn't really have a 
a terrible experience there. I had a good one. That's good. I'm glad that we both had good experiences. Mm. Um, yeah. So she's not happy about that. She's noticing that they're like basically she's used to being the only girl. There's yeah. girls. There's girls here, and maybe that's why she does feel like a little bit touch. Like she doesn't really have that much female companionship. So these encounters that she's had with like Irene and now Ansel are interesting to behold. Yeah, definitely. And I like the way um her and Ansel like like talk to. I think it's yeah, like banter a little bit. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So like they get to the room, um, and oh. Selena is kind of like sizing up Ansel, mm-hmm. and she's thinking like for all she knew, Ansel might be better than her. That thought didn't sit well with her. <laughs> so Ansel said, her brows rising, Selena Sardothian, yes. Ansel shrugged, or at least shrugged as well as she could, given the armor. I thought you'd be more dramatic. (laughs) (laughs) Sorry to disappoint, Selena said, sounding not very sorry at all. (laughs) I love it so much. I love it. I do. Like, the sassiness of these two girls. I love it. Dang. Um, So we talk a little bit more about who is here. There's these, like, basically children who are acolytes being trained. So um, these are basically the kids who want to be future assassins mm-hmm. doing like grunt work to earn like a possible position as yeah. a assassin. Ansel reveals that she's been here since she was 13 um, and she is currently 18-esque. Uh, yes, just turned 18. And we also find out that she's been here for five years. She she hasn't trained with the master personally. So that's kind of something that Selena's going to be thinking about. She's like, yeah. I came here to train. She's like, she, okay, she's supposed to be here for a month. She's supposed to get a, like, basically a letter of recommendation, right? Stating that she trained there for a month with the silent assassins, then head back home. Mm-hmm. Ansel's been here for five years and hasn't trained with the master. And she's like, ah, either she's- Ansel's not good or I'm going to have screwed. to be like, yeah. yeah. She's like thinking that she is screwed now yeah um and i like so and then we get a little peek into ansel and her background Mm -hmm. um selena asked where she's from originally she says the flat lands um noggin nugget noggin nugget yeah noggin nugget noggin nugget um the flatlands where in the hell were the flatlands ansel answered for her along the coast of the western (laughs) waste formerly known as the witch kingdom noggin nugget noggin Noggin nugget nugget. um the waste were certainly familiar but she'd never heard of the flatlands my father ansel went on is lord of briarcliff he sent me here for training so i might make myself useful but I don't think 500 years would be enough to teach me that. Despite oh, yourself. Yeah. <laughs> self-deprecating jokes. We can relate. Um, <laughs> um, despite herself, Selena chuckled. She stole another glass, a glance at Ansel's armor. Do, don't you get hot in all that armor? Of course, Ansel said, tossing her shoulder length hair. But you have to admit, it's rather striking and very well suited for strutting about fortresses full of assassins. How else am I supposed to distinguish myself? <laughs> <laughs> she is flamboyant. She is just as cocky as uh, Selena is in some ways. And yeah, I love it. I do too. We love a self-assured woman. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah. So she says that she had it made for her. 
um, and the sword belonged to her father, which is mm-hmm. a gift to her when she left. Um, and she made armor to match it. Wolves are a family symbol. Also, noggin, a noggin, 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 noggin. Just a little one, but it is. Um, all right. Uh, Ansel and Selena have different views on kind of like what it means to leave a sign because they have like this weird. Scary, they had this conversation about scary little conversation. Um, Ansel looked her up and down. How many people have you killed? <laughs> what's your quick. literal body count? Literally, <laughs> <laughs> what's your body count? Um, Selena almost choked but kept her chin high. I don't see how that's any of your concern. <laughs> chuckled. I suppose that it'd be easy enough to find out. You must have leave some indication if you're so notorious. I'd want everyone to know that I'd done it. Ansel added. <laughs> Ugh, yeah selena she it's interesting like we, this she says at feel heat to leave a calling card yeah but here's the thing she doesn't have the mind of like a serial killer Mm-mm. she has honorable intentions as we've seen and she has morals it seems like maybe, morally gray but perhaps, it's morals <laughs> perhaps perchance she has to <laughs> turn off her her humanity in order to kill people. Yeah. In order to live, to stay alive because of the position that she was put in from childhood. Forced and she's very much to kill people. Yeah. She's very much doing this because she's forced to, not because she likes it or wants to. Or wants to. But at the same time, she has to. <laughs> she does. She has to keep her mind about it, right? Like she has to have some way to not break and a lot of it for her seems to be and i might be reading a little too much into this or i might be reading just the right amount into it seems to me she has to focus more on the skill aspect of it and the being good at the skill and Mm -hmm. the 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 being arabin's protege aspect Mm -hmm. she kind of threw that away a little bit when she um obviously broke arabin's trust and he beat her really bad um and badly she's having the this is the development of herself her conflict with herself it's selena versus selena at this point Mm -hmm. um and she has this person who's like you're notorious because you kill people in her mind in order to deal with the fact that she has to kill people she's notorious for being a highly skilled assassin not just a person who kills people not just a person who's who's getting digs out of that and um, Correct. She's very picky and choosy with who hmm. she does kill, but the people she does kill, like they don't, you don't see her coming, and it's done quick. And that's part of that humanity is mm-hmm. like she doesn't torture. Like I think it is mentioned somewhere that she doesn't torture for the sake of torturing. If she's instructed to torture in a certain way, she will like mm-hmm. perform like a soldier. Essentially, she will do it exactly how it's asked of her. But she doesn't do it for the enjoyment of it. Right, exactly. So that's kind of that's an ick for her. Mm-hmm. Um, and then, of course, Ansel seems to have boundary issues. She's like, hey, those bruises, did your master give those to you? And then Selena's like, peace, bye. I gotta go take a bath. <laughs> <laughs> um, which, same, same. Um, and these, these are communal baths. And they're kind of yes. like, you can get into like a steam bath, sort of like a, um, what do you this call it? It's like a sauna. Yeah, like a sauna or a mm-hmm. um, hot spring, kind of. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Thing, or you can get into a cool one. Selena chooses the cool one. Um, but they sound amazing because that's like one of there's like these specified places within 
um, like the housing that are specified for remaining silent. And this is one and of there's, them. And there's sticklers on it too. And there's sticklers on it. And she just straight up is in that bath and it'd be quiet. And I am jealous because that sounds so nice. So nice. Yeah. Relaxing. Just to have a place where she finds peace, but also it means that she's alone with her own thoughts and that's uncomfy mm-hmm. for her. Um, I, I wrote a little note here. I was like, in this setting, we find Selena to be a bit humbler than usual. Her reputation doesn't precede her quite as much as it normally would. She's essentially just shedding the masks here and just letting herself be. Mm -hmm. Or trying to. (laughs) Or trying to, yeah. As much as you can be with your demons swarming in your head. uh, Yeah, as an assassin. And she admits to herself for once that she's sad and mad and worried about Sam Cortland. So for the first time, we're seeing Selena actually show emotion. Essentially, she flicked her humanity back off on for a minute. She did. And it was uncomfy for her, but at least she got to take a bath. <laughs> mm-hmm. um, so she gets up um, and she's getting her stuff together. They had like um, folded up like her underwear or something. There's like a little note in here about how much she cares about having nice underwear and how they had to like look through it. And she's like, eh, you know, it's a little uncomfy, but also like whatever she likes her underwear um mm-hmm. it's folded she's used to it being like kept untidy and in the midst of this little monologue she has she thinks about how sam would fold his underwear <laughs> yeah yeah yeah, yeah he would fold it like this she's like sam would do something like this sam would fold sam his panties has like this. he would fold his panties like this <laughs> she's simp- she's simping for sam and his panties mm. yeah that's uncomfortable for me to say he probably do you think he's a boxer or brief guy definitely a boxer kind of guy yeah he has like that like he's 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 like he wears like the plaid ones though yeah he does, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, he does. uh anyway <laughs> so now we're finally going to see what happened with arabin and sam and selena when they got back from Skulls Bay, there's kind of like a little flashback here, which I feel like we should definitely read through. We should read, and it's painful. It is. I can I can start, and I'll let you know if it gets too painful. Too painful for you? Yeah, go ahead. <laughs> to continue. Uh, she'd never seen Arabin so angry, and it was scaring the hell out of her. He didn't yell, and he didn't curse. He just went very still and very quiet. The only signs of his rage were his silver eyes glittering with a deadly calm. She tried not to flinch in her chair as he stood from the giant wooden desk. Sam, seated beside her, sucked in a breath. She couldn't speak. If she started talking, her trembling voice would betray her. She couldn't endure that kind of humiliation. Do you know how much money you've cost me? Arabin asked her softly. Selena's palms began sweating. It was worth it, she told herself. Freeing those 200 slaves was worth it. No matter what was about to happen, she'd never regret doing it. It's not her fault, Sam cut in. And she flashed him a warning glare. We both thought it was... Don't lie to me, Sam Cortland, Arabin growled. The only way you became involved in this was because she decided to do it, and it was either let her die trying or help her. Sam this, opened okay, his Okay, ma- hold on. We got to pause yeah. right there. Yeah. Sam is a fucking idiot because he just showed <laughs> all his fucking cards. Selena was holding her cards close to the vest. He just was like, here, I have a winning hand. Here you go. Look, everybody. Mm-hmm. Like, what a fucking dumbass you cannot show affection towards someone in a situation like that that is 
the last thing you want to do because it is going to be used against you every single time. That's that's like interrogation 101, man. Come on, Sam. You sound like you've either... a world-trained assassin. Come on, man. <laughs> you, he was simping too hard. You sound like somebody who's either been interrogated or done interrogating or somebody who's read a lot of books that may or may not have had torture sequences. <laughs> I can neither confirm nor deny the validity <laughs> of that statement in any sense. But, but I just... Dude, that's common sense. Like you yeah. don't you don't say anything, don't give them anything. Like don't uh, say anything, don't you you will reveal come on man. 101. Let's continue. <laughs> Sam I mean. opened his mouth. <laughs> Sam opened his mouth to object, <laughs> but Arabin silenced him with a sharp whistle through his teeth. Dang. His office doors opened. Wesley, Naga Nugget, Arabin's bodyguard peered in. Arabin kept his eyes on Selena as he said, Get turn, Mullen, and Harding. This wasn't a good sign. She kept her face neutral as Arabin continued watching her. Neither she nor Sam dared speak in the long minutes that passed. She tried not to shake. At last, the three assassins, all men, all cut from muscle and armed to teeth, filed in. Shut the door, Arabin said to Harding, the last one to enter. Then he told the others, hold him. Instantly, Sam was dragged out of his chair, his arms pinned back by Turn and Mullen. Harding took a step in front of them, his fist flexing. No, Selena breathed as she met Sam's wide-eyed stare. Arabin couldn't, wouldn't be that cruel. He wouldn't make her watch as he hurt Sam. Something tight and aching built in her throat. He would be that cruel, sweetie. He would. He, he's not a good guy. He, he would. Bad. He would. But how the turns table. Continue reading. <laughs> okay. 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 Uh, Selena, to... but yeah, Selena... Yeah. do you want me to continue is it too yeah painful? <laughs> <It's> <laughs> okay, okay. I, I could tell by your face <laughs> harding took a step in front of them his fist flexing no selena breathed as she met sam's wide-eyed stare arabin wouldn't be that cruel he wouldn't make her watch as he hurt sam something tightened in her chest aching and building built in her throat but selena kept her head held high even as selena, uh, arabin said quietly to her you are not going to enjoy this. You will not forget this. And I don't want you to. She whipped her head back to Sam, a plea for Harding not to hurt him on her lips. She sensed the blow only a heartbeat before Arabin struck her. She toppled out of her chair and didn't have time to raise herself properly before Arabin grabbed her by the collar and swung again, his fist connecting with her cheek. Light and darkness reeled. Another blow, hard enough that she felt the warmth of her blood on her face before she felt the pain. Sam began screaming something, but Arabin hit her again. She tasted blood, yet she didn't fight back. She didn't dare to. Sam struggled against Turn and Mullen. They held him firm. Harding putting, Harding putting a strong warning arm in front of Sam to block his path. Arabin hit her, her ribs, her jaw, her gut, and her face again and again and again careful blows blows meant to inflict as inflict as much pain as possible without doing permanent damage and sam kept roaring shouting words she couldn't quite hear over the agony the last thing she remembered was the pang of guilt at the sight of her blood staining arabin's exquisite red carpet and then darkness blissful darkness full of relief that she hadn't seen him hurt sam so now we know what happened to selena with arabin 
Um, and we hate Arabin so much babies. more. So she's much just more. A, she's just a baby. She's just a baby. She's just a little killing machine baby. <laughs> just a little killing machine baby. A deadly baby. <laughs> she's so happy that Sam isn't getting hurt. She's she is self-sacrificing if y'all haven't caught that yet. Can we talk about the fact that the last thing she's thinking about is oh no my blood is staining Arabin's carpet. I know. Can you like how ostentatious do you have to be to be like damn this was a perfectly good carpet and now my blood is ruining it this be trauma dude this be trauma this do be trauma it do be be trauma it's the stupid it's stupid little things like that that you do truly Mm. focus on it's like like when people recount like traumatic things in their past like they always recount like the smallest details Mm. and it's always the dumbest smallest details that you remember not like the bigger overarching things and that's all on trauma and you know when she'd be having that ptsd she'd be reliving that moment she probably knows the exact oh dude just think about this though and this is gonna hurt she probably knows the exact pattern like on that carpet like every little minute every detail yeah yeah yikes and then we're on to chapter three chapter three we try to recover (laughs) so back to the we are back in the present now selena Mm -hmm. is getting dressed after her bath um and she even went so far to apply some cosmetics to her eyes but opted to avoid putting anything on the rest of her face even though the sun had set um the heat remained so she was like uh, I'll probably sweat it off. I'll probably I'm sweat it off. Yeah. Same. That's like why I every don't. girl ever. <laughs> <laughs> um, so they're gonna go to dinner in their little their little dining hall area. It's like a it's like pretty commu- like it, it becomes apparent that this is a pretty communal place. Mm-hmm. Um and it's not that everybody is like overly friendly, but they are like civil. This is like a peaceful environment is what the vibe that I'm It's like a, a college for assassins is like how I like to think of it. Oh, so it's like um Hogwarts for assassins. <laughs> yes, it's Hogwarts. <laughs> Again. Again. Uh, Hogwarts for healers, Hogwarts for assassins. Um Man, we just got Hogwarts for everything up in here. Yeah. Well, you know, we love a good school because it'd be relatable because we all went to not all of us, I guess, but most of us went to school at some point. Most, in our of, us, lives. most of us went to school. It's it's relatable, um, and it brings and, and the thing about like school like settings too is it brings all of these different characters together and mm-hmm. kind of forces interaction due to the proximity. Correct. Yeah. So, <laughs> Ansel. I love. <laughs> yeah, in Selena's direction. <laughs> Selena, this, this is everyone. Everyone. This is Selena. Though I'm what? sure you gossips know everything about her already. <laughs> I love. I love Ansel's introduction. Oh, love it dang. um so, so useful like looking around, so useful so helpful everybody's like mm, okay uh, <laughs> so there's lots of good food this place honestly sounds pretty uh, awesome and this place another great distinction d- distinction wow um <laughs> another great distinction between uh the assassin's guild and the uh, hogwarts for assassins um <laughs> at the assassin's guild everyone has their own plate at the table everyone has mm-hmm. their own seat at the table um no one eats before Arabin starts eating mm-hmm. um here at the hogwarts for assassins um <laughs> the platter there's just platters of food everywhere everyone helps themselves um ansel starts digging in dishing herself stuff off onto her plate 
and uh, then she piles food on Selena's plate, and she says, just start eating. She whispered, it all tastes good, and none of it is poisoned. She em- To emphasize her point, uh, Ansel popped a cube of charred lamb into her mouth and chewed. See? Um, Lord Barrick? Is that how you pronounce it? That's Lord how Barrick. I say it. Yeah. yeah. So it must Lord be right. Lord <laughs> might want to kill us, but he knows better than to try and get rid of us through poison. We're far too skilled and far uh, to fall for that sort of thing, aren't we? The assassins around her grinned. <laughs> um, so now we're we're meeting a new kind of disliked character here. Villain. But um, what I was trying to point out is this, like you said, it's a bunch of like it's forced interactions, it's community, it's camaraderie. It's a very different learning system than the Assassin's mm-hmm. Guild. The Assassin's Guild is very cutthroat. Um, every man for himself. Only the strongest survive. And, you know, the Hogwarts for Assassins has acolytes um, mm-hmm. that are going to learn eventually. And it's very much a building um, a building environment and it's mm-hmm. more of a sense of community and kinship than it is like, yeah, we're all deadly cutthroat assassins and we're going to kill each other to be number one. It's kind of like an actual like academy school versus like, I don't know, a gang, maybe. <laughs> yeah, that's be, a like, good a way thing. to put it. Yeah, yeah. And or um, if if you're a geek like me, sort of like um, Miyagi Dojo versus Cobra Kai. <laughs> <laughs> yes, Cobra Kai. Very much like that, I feel. Um, so we're talking about this villain. His name is Lord Barrick, um, briefly. Apparently, um, he has love- some beef. With yeah, them. I love how Ansel describes this. Our local villain, or I suppose we're his local villains, depending on who's telling the story. He's the villain, said a curly-haired, dark-eyed man across from Ansel. He was handsome in a way, but had a smile far too much like Captain Rolf's for Selena's liking. He couldn't have been older than 25, no matter who is telling the story. So, um... And then Ansel says, well, you are ruining my (laughs) story, Mikhail. (laughs) Oh, Mikhail. Mikhail's sort of like he's like in a silly goofy mood most of the time it seems like yeah he's like the resident jokester the resident jokester and um him and ansel seem to have like a little a little a little um spark fat yeah 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 yeah. a little something going on there um so they're eating they're kind of explaining the situation about lord barrick he wanted them all dead for years and years the king of otterland set an embargo on the red desert after lord barrick failed to send troops into ilway to crush some rebellion and Beric has been dying to get back in the king's good graces ever since. He somehow got it into his thick skull that killing all of us and sending the head of the mute master to Adderlin uh, on a silver platter would do the trick. That is Ansel's little presentation that she Yes, uh, and something we left out there um, is Lord Beric rules over the city of Xandria. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, And he claims to rule this part of the desert, too. Um. So this is another kingdom-ish uh, area on a different continent. So mm-hmm. we're getting more of the map kind of filled in our brains. Mm. And they talk a little bit more about how 
the reason he sucks at killing them is because they have basically an impenetrable forces force the fortress of fortress. assassins because they're um one it's filled with assassins and two it's in the middle of the desert you can see for miles around yeah no one's sneaking up on this place yeah but if he does get a if he does get his hands <laughs> on one of them whether they're like out doing their business um he he will legit kill them and send them back in pieces however um it sounds like ansel is sort of like the um what's the word she like goes uh, in... sorry say that you know you say it you say it. you say it um so um and went on uh so every now and then he tries some tactic or other sending asps in baskets sending soldiers poisoning our beloved foreign dignitary dignitaries um she pointed to the end of the table to the people that were dressed in exotic clothing Sending troops into the dead of night to fire flaming arrows at us, Noggin Nugget. <laughs> Why, two days ago, we caught some of his soldiers trying to dig a tunnel beneath our walls. An ill-conceived plan from the start. Across the table, Mikhail chuckled. Nothing's worked yet. So, there have been ongoing attacks um, on this impenetrable, uh, impenetrable fortress. Uh, Ansel poured a glass of water for Selena, then one for herself, and spoke more quietly. I suppose that's the problem with attacking an impenetrable fortress full of skilled warriors. You have to be smarter than us, though. Barrack is almost as brutal, uh, almost brutal enough to make up for it. The assassins that have fallen into his hands have come back in pieces. He enjoys being cruel, and Ansel knows that firsthand. Mikhail chimed in, though his voice was a little more than a murmur. She had the pleasure of meeting him. So. Uh, she she's like sorry yeah so she's sent to like kind of try to um what's the word barter uh, peace yeah she's a she's not a dignitary she's like ambassador the she's like an ambassador of sorts mm-hmm. um i think it might even say it down here yeah the master sometimes sends me to Xandria to meet with Barrick to try to negotiate some sort of accord between us. Thankfully, he still won't dare violate the terms of parlay, but one of these days I'll pay for my courier duties with my hide. Mikhail rolled his eyes at Selena. She likes to be dramatic. That I do. <laughs> <laughs> uh, much like our Selena here. Yeah, they're trying to like make friends with her. They're trying to, to do they're trying to do that and she's like again with the friends thing. Selena's like <sighs> I don't I can't because then they then I get beaten up in front of them. Yeah, she's like, I can't <sighs> let I'm damaged. I can't let anyone in. No. And that's essentially what she's doing right now. And then we get to find out the ambassadors that are here are here bidding on assassins. Mm. Um, so essentially they are bidding to pick um which assassin they're going to hire to do um to offer them positions and uh, as basically court assassin for other places yeah that's that's kind of like an interesting thing going on um and then selena as she's kind of questioning them about like their practices as far as being hired out um how long they get to stay because they can kind of choose to do to go where they want when they want and if they don't want to take a thing then they don't have to go and if they want to they can leave right which is another huge difference from Arabin because once you're in Arabin service you're in Arabin service essentially forever um yeah. because we'll see later on he 
makes people pay back for their training and that number is an astronomical number mm-hmm. so essentially they're just indebted to Arabin for the rest of their life because of their training and shelter and all that stuff but here at hogwarts for assassins <laughs> you can leave when you want and you can pick up jobs when you want whereas Arabin orders people around um this is more of a democracy this is almost like a like a good employer that has like unlimited PTO that allows you to utilize it as needed and you end up doing a good job because you like working there versus like a place that's like you get two weeks of PTO and um, you can't leave ever and actually you don't get two weeks of PTO because you end up being you sick. And, and you can only use it under certain circumstances. Right, 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 right. So blah, basically, blah, 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 blah. <laughs> they have a union. Um. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> but the, the, the interesting thing that I got from like this specific area is there she's talking about like where the dignitary is from and then mikhail explains to her our master knows well enough that everything from ilway to terrison is your your master's territory territory, it certainly is she didn't know why she said it given what arabin had done to her she hardly felt defensive of the assassin in adderland's empire but but to see all these assassins gathered here so much collective power and knowledge and to know that they wouldn't dare intrude in arabin's territory on her territory selena went on eating in silence as ansel and mikhail go back to talking she's interested by these vows of silence that people have taken but the main thing that i keep seeing specifically in this book is she defends arabin and she doesn't know why stockholm syndrome <laughs> every she'll think like oh man i really didn't like it when arabin beat me up because that was horrible experience but also this is our territory this is like she's a legit brain this is my home this is our home uh, i'm gonna such a trauma bond yeah. gross trauma bonds poor lady Ugh. poor girl yeah she's bad anyway um we talk a little bit more about the vows of silence um and like people taking them for like specific amounts of time or like endless amounts of time and, and then um go ahead it, uh and then it talks like she, basically she's admiring this dark-haired young man that uh is a little ways down the table um you want to talk about that yeah him name be Ilias. his um, name be Ilias. He, he's kind of like an assassin himbo uh <laughs> he has a vow of silence apparently he does and he is um winner winner chicken dinner he is the master's son ooh, ooh, ooh. what does that even mean we'll find out um <laughs> and we can i like that we see here that um ansel is a little butthurt um she says, I'm surprised you caught Illy's eye. Ansel T's keeping her voice low enough for only Selena and Mikhail to hear. He's usually too focused on his training and meditating to notice anyone, even pretty girls. And uh, Selena's like, um, okay, uh, bitter much? <laughs> like A little bit. But also, I do want to point out, and we don't have to get too far into it because it is a Roomba reader. Selena and Ansel think each other are pretty. They just admit it. They just say it. They do. They they have shared love for each other. Um, ad- admiration. Admiration, yeah. Acknowledgement. Yeah, yeah. They both can acknowledge that they're pretty hot badasses. <laughs> <laughs> um, okay, and Selena's like, I'm not here for that nonsense. I'm not. I'm not interested in, in suitors. Suitors, Ilias, beautiful boy, silent master 
assassin's master's son, son. <laughs> yeah um and ansel's kind of like checking in she's like do you have a bunch of suitors back home and selena's like i do not <laughs> they're just kind of i think the thing is that like it's so frowned upon for her to have any kind of relationship outside With of anyone... being an assassin well that well even not even outside of being an assassin she's not allowed to have a relationship with anyone other than arabin like arabin mm. is fully obsessed like he's a low-key grooming her a little bit oh um, high high key high, high key. key yeah no high key grooming her mm. which is disgusting but arabin will get seriously jealous and upset and angry if selena has any sort of relationship with anyone but him which i think is why it's so significant that he made sam watch him beat her it was almost like a show of dominance Um, like she is mine i own her mind body and soul and i will do with her as i please and your relationship with her means nothing sam Cortland. and that's kind of like arabin's like i'm pissing on selena here that is makes me literally so sick it's sick so angry because he was a grown man when she came into his care mm-hmm. and he has been grooming her from then that's disgusting selena's had like no chance to have like a normal upbringing at all she's she mentions that she's had like, all. a crush for noggin nugget um archer who is a young who was a young male courtesan who trained with them for a few months when she was like 13 ish mm-hmm. she reveals that she had kind of a crush on ben before she realized that was like not gonna be ever a thing because of the obviously age, age and he's more of like a father figure to her yeah yeah but those are like the only people she's ever even kind of even kind of thought in yeah. that way and here we are we're kind of seeing um that mikhail and ansel do have a thing and it doesn't seem to be like a big deal to any of them. It just seems to be like, okay. Yeah. And I love how casually the conversation just slips into. So Mikhail said, shattering her thoughts as he pointed a fork at her. When your master beat the living daylights out of you, did you actually deserve it? <laughs> like, he has no such boundary shame. issues. Both they Mikhail all have <laughs> that boundary issue. They just like legit talk about it. Okay. They're the they silent no assassins. They're the silent assassins. They'd be talking about everything. Now we really know why Ansel said, but I bet you gossips already know. <laughs> like, Do they you really that- are like gossiping schoolgirls. Is it because like, okay, are these people that have such a hard time keeping their mouth shut that they have to be sent away to a boarding school where they need to learn to they shut up? They need to learn and to kill shut people? up. <laughs> or is it because they do like these um, times where they're completely silent and then they cannot shut up after they do it? <laughs> I think it's a mixture of probably both. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but uh, Ansel shot him a dark look. Selena straightened. Even Ilias was now listening, his lovely eyes fixed on her face. But Selena stared right at Mikhail. I suppose it depends on who's telling the story. Ansel chuckled. If Arabin Hamill is telling the story, then yes, I suppose I did deserve it. I cost him a good deal of money, a kingdom's worth of riches, probably. I was disobedient and disrespectful and completely remorseless about what I did. She didn't break her stare and Mikhail's smile faltered. But if the 200 slaves that I freed are telling the story, then I suppose I didn't deserve it. None of them were smiling anymore. Holy gods, Ansel whispered. True silence fell over the table for a few heartbeats. 
Selena resumed eating. She didn't feel like talking to them after that. So basically, she just like mic drops in front of everybody and just like, okay, I'm done. Like social battery dead. I think it's kind of a I think it's kind of a thing where she's admitting it to herself too. She's like, I know that what I did was right, and I was punished for it in a way that everybody can see. And yeah people are gonna make like kind of light of the situation a little bit or are gonna dig around about it or whatever she's like no you know what she's just accepting it for what it is yeah or trying to she yeah (laughs) she keeps doing things and trying to do them at the same time yeah um so then we go like a little bit into the training experience the like later that day or the next day i can't remember um that's the the next next day day at dawn the next day um so she's getting all dressed she's getting ready to go start training um but she's not gonna be training with the master nope 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 ansel's like what you're gonna be doing is taking these two buckets to another oasis down the road three mile run to the next oasis and she's gonna fill the buckets with water and run back supposedly um what is like one of supposedly like one of them is empty like there's there's no need besides the training to be doing this basically i think is what mm-hmm. it's trying to get back across to us yeah 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 and this whole this whole sequence i honestly don't want to get too far into because the idea of doing this run absolutely infuriates me and makes mm. me feel sick to my stomach just thinking about having to do it because one it's the desert it's hot two sand three running four buckets of water running with buckets of water over dunes of sand do you know listen i have a hard time running up from the beach when i'm soaking wet with the sand sliding out like you know when you you know when you're walking down the beach right and you Mm -hmm. got lawn chairs in one arm you got a cooler in the other and you're just drudging through the sand and you're trying to walk but every step you sink or slip and it's such a workout to go either even to the middle of the beach to find a place to sit can Mm -hmm. you imagine two full buckets of water these are like these are like probably gallon sized buckets Mm-hmm. Two gallons of water on your shoulders running in the desert and the blistering heat just to run back. Just to run back. I don't have that much experience with sand or in zero experience with deserts aside from cinema and like the mummy, um, mm-hmm. which is one of my favorite things. I do have experience with snow, which is kind of like cold sand that melts. Mm, I would agree. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, walking through snow is like, I'd say it's pretty on par. That would almost be worse because of how... The cold. It's like extreme. Yeah. Like these, it's the extreme temperatures. It's the extreme nature of like what mm-hmm. you're doing. She doesn't do great with it. Um, she-, she says, she says uh, when Selena didn't object further, Ansel held up a bucket. So this bucket is for your journey back from the oasis. You'll need it. And this one, she held up her other, is just to make the trip hell. Why? <laughs> Ansel hooked the buckets onto the yoke across her shoulders. Because if you can run three miles across the dunes of the Red Desert, then three miles back, you can do almost anything. Run. Selena's throat <laughs> dried up at the thought of it. All around them, assassins, mostly most of them children, plus a few of the bit uh few others a bit older than her began running for the dunes their buckets clacking back and forth don't tell me the infamous selena sardothian can't run three miles Uh. (laughs) if you've been here for so many years doesn't the three miles seem like nothing now ansel rolled her neck like a cat stretching out in the sun 
Of course it does. But the running keeps me in shape. You think I was just born with these legs? Selena ground her teeth <laughs> as Ansel gave her a friendly friend a fiendish grin. She never met anyone who smiled and winked so much. <laughs> besides herself. <laughs> yeah, besides herself. Ansel began jogging, leaving the shade of the date trees overhead, kicking up a wave of red sand behind her. She glanced over her shoulder. If you walk, it'll take all day, and then you'll certainly never impress anyone. Ansel uh, pulled the scarf over her nose and mouth and took off at a full gallop. I love that. She <laughs> it's kind of like a cartoon gallop. to me. I just picture like um, her starting to run, and then it's sort of like, vroom, and then she's already halfway across. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. <laughs> With like yeah. dust and smoke up behind her. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Like a wily e. Coyote type of like run. Uh, yeah. So she makes it. She hates it which is relatable yeah she, she says one more dune just one more dune <laughs> one more dune um this is the movie and um book dune um, <laughs> yes. um she finally makes it to the oasis which is nice nobody was talking it's a silent place apparently it's another it's another place designated for silence uh she gets to relax for like a second um and then she has to go back and she doesn't make it until like way late and Ansel just keeps like irking her she just keeps like digging at her like don't look so glum (laughs) and uh she talks about how her first time out there Ansel apparently like barely even made it to the second mile and then collapsed was completely unconscious and Ilias had to come find her and take her (laughs) and carry her back and she was like ah this is nothing passes out halfway through no wonder it's nothing Ilias is carrying your ass (laughs) Um, so, so Elise is like paying pretty intense attention to Selena enough that she like notices it a lot while they're like um in communal settings again, right? Um, and I'm trying to even, yeah, okay, like they're back at dinner. He's like looking at her again. She's trying to keep an eye on the master and see what's going on there. He kind of takes turns like meandering amongst the people. He kind of, it, it sounds like what he does is he's very picky about, or maybe he's not picky, maybe he's chaotic. We don't know what's going on in that brain, um, mm. about who he's sitting and talking to and who he's training. It mm-hmm. almost appears random, but you can tell there's some forethought behind it. Um, mm-hmm. What that is, we don't know. Um, like in this scenario, he's sitting with the acolytes, I think, and they're all like, ooh, that's nice. <laughs> yeah. Um but also she she's she is impatient as we know and she's worried obviously about um several things at this point her letter she wants her letter um she needs her letter one could say um and she confronts the master and she's like i need to be quiet to try to like explain what i want but she can't she can't do it without words like she has such difficulty with it Mm -hmm. but um she she she's trying to think of like a smart way to say it she's like i came here to train with you not the others and the master's like obviously um (laughs) yeah literally uh she's getting frustrated um she doesn't want to have to wait for him she she he's like he's like trying to motion to her like patience right and she's like i have to wait for you but how long do i have to wait for you um 
the master obviously understands what she's trying to get across. He shrugged an infuriating casual gesture and Selena clenched her jaw. Ugh, which is annoying. So, yeah, this, so she's in limbo right now. And she's but angry she, about it. She loses her temper. She whirled, already reaching for her daggers, but found herself looking into Ilias's sea-green eyes. He shook his head, his gaze darting from the master to her and back again. She was not to follow him. So the master's like leaving and Ilias is like, don't follow my dad and can you not kill him? <laughs> yeah. Um, and then she's like, I wasn't going to hurt him. But Ilias gave her a half smile, his brows rising as if to ask if she could blame him for being protective of his father. So she kind of like introduces herself to him. Um, mm-hmm. and she notices that he has like little scars on his hand and stuff. She's noticing some things about boy. Um, I don't know why she says this. She says, You're Ilias, and I'm Selena. It's nice to meet you. I think it's because she's like learning the language like a little tiny bit, mm-hmm. right? That he's she's like kinda, trying to, yeah. He's like teaching her through uh, immersion. Is that what you call it? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, and then Ilias responds. Ilias suddenly began making a series of motions with his long tan fingers, but Selena laughed softly. I have no idea what you're trying to say. Same girl, same. <laughs> <laughs> Ilias looked skyward and sighed through his nose, throwing his hands in the air in mock defeat. He merely patted her on the shoulder before passing by, following his father, who disappeared down the hall. Though she walked back towards her room in the other direction, she didn't once believed that the son of the mute master wasn't still watching her making sure she wasn't going to follow his father not that you have anything to worry about she wanted to shout over her shoulder <laughs> she couldn't run six measly miles in the desert um and then she essentially gets back to her room and and they're all like going to sleep and it's like that moment where they're, they're like you still awake yeah, <laughs> kind of whispers into the darkness. Tomorrow will be better. It might only be one more, only a foot more than today, but it will be a foot longer that you can run. Um, so essentially, Ansel is doing some shit motivational speech right here. Mm. Um, and Selena's like, mm, "Pillow talk, you and Mikhail." And Ansel groans. Is it that obvious? Though I suppose we don't really make that much of an effort to hide it. Well, I try, but he doesn't. He was rather irritated when he found <laughs> out I suddenly had a roommate. <laughs> How long have you been seeing him? Since I was 15. 15! Mikhail was in his mid-20s. So even if this had started almost three years ago, he still would have been far older than Ansel. That's gross. Um, girls in the Flatmans are married as early as 14. That's gross. <laughs> Ansel said, Selena choked the idea of being someone's wife at 14, let alone a mother soon after. Oh, was all she managed to get out. She's like, icky, icky, icky. Yeah, I can't remember. I can't remember why or if that's important to the story at all. Maybe like later, later. I I think it's important to Ansel's story, but not the overall, like, overarching Right, 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 right. Yeah. Oh, Ansel. And that, um, my friends, is the end of chapter three. Did you have a comment on that? Um, I was just gonna say that with nothing else to distract her, Selena eventually returned thinking to thinking about Sam. Even it always circles later, back to Sam. She's like, I, well, she doesn't know what happened to him, dude. Like, I would be freaking out. Like, the only thing I can even kind of think of is like when you know one of your friends is having a hard time, 
it's just a gut feeling but they can't yeah. answer your texts yeah or phone call like you have no yeah, idea yeah. It, you until no, they, you're just in the dark until they reach out to you or somebody else reaches out to you on their behalf like you just don't know and that yeah. is like the worst gut anxiety inducing yeah. yeah um so it says uh selena eventually returned to thinking about sam even weeks later she had no idea how she'd somehow gotten attached to him, what he'd been shouting when Arabin had beat her, and why Arabin had thought he needed three seasoned assassins to restrain him that day. So, like I said before, Sam showed his cards, and the fact, I think it speaks volumes that that Arabin knew it would Mm -hmm. take three fully trained assassins to hold him back while he beat Selena. He knew how strong sam was feeling for selena Mm -hmm. and i think subconsciously selena knows this in the back of her head and that's why she is Mm -hmm. sudden quote unquote suddenly attached to thoughts of sam Mm -hmm. is because she knows that whatever he was shouting it was it was something out of a place of caring for her and the fact that airman knew that he needed three fully trained assassins um, to hold him back and that selena is recognizing that mm-hmm. she knows that there are feelings there and she is not ready to accept them but she is slowly i think she is slowly coming to terms that she feels something for sam and that there's an attachment here mm-hmm. and i think she's in in denial oh a hundred percent a hundred percent she's like i don't know why but i'm thinking about sam <laughs> um girl we all know why (laughs) we only made it through three chapters of this section i kind of wanted to do more but the thing is that's like a lot of information for three chapters it really is she and it's not even like it's that many pages but she squeezes so much information to some in backstory into some of these along with action sequences so it goes along and this 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 novella is a pretty decent chunk anyway yeah that's true that's true well there's a lot that goes down and it's like a whole new setting kind of so not only yeah skulls new world building right skulls bay is like just cliche enough for you to feel like okay okay i get the gist of like you know what's going going on this is a little more like oh okay so it's like oasis and desert and like there's this order of people that we have to get used to and like the way that they act and think and quite a few new characters not just like the other ones I, kind of focus more on like one new character whereas these yeah. are like multi like we're talking um, i think the way that this is proportioned at least in my book i think we could purpose perfectly like for the next episode do chapters four through seven mm-hmm. and do eight through 12 for the next episode after that and that yeah. would perfectly like have up the rest of the story yeah. into two episodes um and then we're on to the assassin in the underworld. I think, and I think like the way the chapters are built too, mm-hmm. I think that will be a good like breaking point um, so. in the yeah. story. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We we had a good one with this time with this time too. There are there are like good spots to to end on Stop. for sure. Yeah. Although a lot of her chat, it'll be like cliffhanger, cliffhanger, cliffhanger. I think those are the ones like mild cliffhanger like, mild cliffhanger like okay she's sleeping I can finally sleep yeah essentially yeah <laughs> when the moments when she's like oh she's literally being attacked I can't go to bed yet I have to keep reading yeah 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 you gotta finish like, I, this out right 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 so 
All right. Any any closing remarks on this section besides that? Um, I I I'd say Aram Aram Hamill can eat a bag of dicks. And there it is, folks. <laughs> <laughs> I uh, he's such a good villain because you love to hate he's him. Scary. You love to hate him, but honestly, he's just literally the worst. Yeah, he's almost like we deal with some pretty big bads throughout the throne of glass series he has big bad level energy for sure yeah but he's such a mind but he's such a minor bad in the grand scheme of things in the grand scheme of things but i think the thing is because we're seeing the world through selena's point of view he was her first big bad big bad and it was big bad and like an emotional situation he's not her first big bad but he's her most significant life. Like, I can't, yes. I don't even think I could say that. Like, actually, no. I think she's, he's like the big bad for her development years. Yes, but exactly. She, he is not the biggest bad that she has faced or will face. That's true. That is true. He like has his claws in her. Mm-hmm. And honestly, he's almost like a worse thing to happen to her than what's already happened mm-hmm. um which you'll find out later um because of that trauma bond and like manipulation and abuse there he's been there for one could say almost like a majority of her life at this point yeah and he like possesses her or wants to possess her mm-hmm. and if there's one thing i know about selena and get to know more about selena no one possesses her she values freedom over anything absolutely and i think that's why the end of this book kills me so much Mm. because Mm. he knows that (laughs) Uh, and that's why he does what he does oh what he do we can't talk about but he do he do do he sure do do it he do be Uh, doing things though i'm sorry to tell you folks this book doesn't I'm just going to tell you right now, like prepare just to prepare yourself. It doesn't end on the best note. It doesn't end on the best note. And that's probably why it's like interjected in between all these other things. But like, listen, we'll get to some happy points. I promise. I promise you need we'll it. Some happy it points. You, you really need it, though. It does give some crucial background. Context. It does. It does. And I love the fact that we're reading it first and that I'm reading it in like a new way going back through the series. So it is like reading a whole different <sighs> series, though. It is. It is it's yeah anyway um this episode was brought to you by san portland's uh plaid boxers neatly and folded. hogwarts <laughs> for assassins hogwarts for assassins um is brought to you by oasis water very good water to drink after you've walked and or run three miles across the desert with mm. buckets on your back which selena did not complete by the way did she not no that's what it was saying like she couldn't uh, even run she couldn't even run three miles i think she walked most of it well same girl i mean like if you sign me up for a marathon anywhere I'm, on flat flat I'm cool grounds i'd be walking i'd be, <laughs> I'd be enjoying, walking i'd be enjoying the scenery it's a um, sunday stroll <laughs> um i may or may not have done some cross-country running um in middle school and no. And I did okay. I was never last. And that was my main thing. I would hey. pick up I'd pick up the pace just to not be last. Say like hey, I go. did it. And then when I did like cross-country skiing, um, I had these kids that would like 
to try to get me to go faster like tell me there were bears chasing me (laughs) (laughs) love that so maybe selena could have picked up the pace if she had like i don't know what a natural predator is in the desert but camel chasing her (laughs) (laughs) why aren't there camels we didn't even talk about that like that's basically a mythological creature and there's like regular creatures here like deer and like horses and stuff horses why is there no camel is it just is it just wait no doesn't it say that like in the trek-in they are on camels i don't think so i don't think they're walking maybe they were on camels i don't know i don't remember no they might have been walking actually i don't know i don't remember yeah i think camels do get mentioned mentioned like later on maybe no i think they're no they're horses what the heck where are the camels, Sarah? Are they here? Somebody, somebody, write us. Okay. How do you have a <laughs> desert without camels? Come on. Somebody email email us at askakarvara@gmail.com and tell us if there's camels in the Sarah J. Mossverse because we don't yeah. know. Apparently, <laughs> we don't remember. So you're telling me we can have men with wings and not camels? <laughs> <laughs> uh, what men are you talking to? I'm just kidding. <laughs> I'm talking about to which winged winged men are you referring? <laughs> Different series, y'all. Different series. We'll find out. You probably already know if you're listening to us about whatever. We're going to pretend like maybe you don't. And if you don't know, then you'll find out eventually. But there are winged men and they're pretty cool sometimes. 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 Most. <laughs> all right, folks. I hope that you all have a great whatever you're experiencing right now. <laughs> <laughs> and we'll talk to you later. Bye, y'all. <laughs>